What's good, everybody? Welcome into the Early Edge MMA style, the UFC back in Houston, Texas this week, back on a pay-per-view UFC 265, and we are here just for you. So let's bring in the star of the show. If you don't follow him on social media, I can only lead you to the water. I can't help you think. He is the leader of the Duck Army, Ian Parker. Hello, sir. Hello, coach. How are you? I'm good. That's that's all you got for me. Hello, coach. How are you? I'm I'm here for business right now. You know, obviously, <laughs> last couple of weeks UFC, it's been an interesting ride. Bellator was a nice little pick me up, but uh, I'm all about uh, action. Not so much talk on this weekend. There's a big there's a big card. UFC 265 is a big one. Got some big fights, a lot of close fights, but we're gonna bring we're gonna bring home the win right to the pay window. So let's do this. You're like you're like a player in the Super Bowl. You're like this is a business trip for me. I'm here to take care. A business. All right. Toyota Center, early prelim, prelim, 6 p.m. Eastern time. The prelims, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Then the main card, if you're going to shell it out on pay-per-view, ESPN pay-per-view, 10 p.m. Eastern time. But we're going to start the show a little bit different because the first leg of your Parker's Parlay is the first fight of the night. So let's start with the parlay. Give me three names that you're going to package together. Bring that number down to something we can play with. Yeah, so we're going to start off with Miles Johns. Now, if you paid attention to the show a couple of weeks ago, we had him as a straight pick. The odds were actually less. And, of course, to our not luck, uh, the fight got canceled for whatever reason. Uh, a million of these fights have been getting canceled. So don't be surprised if something does happen this weekend, unfortunately. However... We had Miles Johns then. We're going to have him now. His odds went from minus 185, now they're minus 220. I still like him in our parlay. His wrestling will be better. He'll be faster. He's the better striker. As long as he doesn't get caught in the guillotine, which Dos Santos is very good with, I think Miles Johns gets this done, and he's the prospect we all expect him to be. He gets the win. Moving on, Rafael Fiziev. This guy is one of the brightest prospects in the division everyone's been talking about, and he has been having a lot of trouble getting fights. His last fight against Hanato Moicano, he won by TKO, and he just looked phenomenal. He's now fighting Bobby Green. Bobby Green is someone who should wrestle, but he won't wrestle. He is going to engage in the stand-up, which is absolutely the wrong move against Fiziev. Fiziev gets the win here. Last but not least, our main event, and don't worry, everybody, we will have other plays for the main event. I like Cyril Ghosn in this fight over Derek Lewis. Here's my thing with Cyril Ghosn. He is a very smart fighter. Love him or hate him. He will be as patient as can be. He doesn't let ego get to him. He fights to win, not fight to end the fight. If it's there, he will, as you saw in his last fight against Volkov. This is a guy who just doesn't get hit. So if you take away Derek Lewis's knockout power, what does Derek Lewis have left? I hate to say it, other than his microphone skills and social media uh, comedy, not much. He's still a great fighter, but Cyril Gon's going to do what he needs to do to win. In and out of the pocket, use that jab, get the win. At plus 161, that's our parlay. Yeah, you bring, you bring up a good point uh, about Derek Lewis is that they're putting it back in his hometown. He's going to be the hometown favorite. They've set it up for him to be successful. Cyril Gon, a lot of people feel, is the better fighter, and you believe that too. All right, let's jump into our straight plays for the night. Let's go to the Bantamweights. This fight is on the main card. We're going to go Casey Kenny. He's the favorite at minus 120 against Song Yadong, plus 100 underdog. What do you like? 
Song Yudong has one of the best names in uh, sports history, but we are not going to take him in this one. Uh, the last fight we saw him against Kyler Phillips, we saw Phillips use his wrestling to pressure, and Yudong just waits too long. That's really been his issue in his last few fights. He also won a very controversial decision over Cheeto Vera, and then in a fight where he drew against Cody Stamen, almost everybody on earth except for the judges, shocker, thought that Stamen won the fight. Same thing with the fight against Cheeto Vera. Casey Kenny coming off a loss to Dominic Cruz. We talked about this coach. Sometimes guys losing is the best thing in their career. And to lose to a guy like Dominic Cruz this early after being on such a great winning streak, he has two choices here. Learn from it or fall off the face of the earth. Casey Kenny's going to learn from it. His style plays into his favor here. I actually had him at minus 150. I thought this was going to come out because of his pre- his pressure and his wrestling base. I like Casey Kenny in this fight. You bring up a great point about Song Yudong. It's very frustrating when you watch him fight because he just takes so long <laughs> to do anything. And unless you're in a main event, which is five rounds, you can't wait. It's got to be Correct. something of a sprint uh, to the finish line. All right, let's move on to the women's strawweight division. This fight is also on the main card. Tisha Torres, a minus 150 favorite. Angela Hill comes back at plus 125. What do you like? I like Tisha Torres here. Tisha Torres is on a two-fight win streak. The first fight against Brianna Banks, she was a big underdog. Was not expected to win that because of Banks' heavy wrestling. She got past her. In her last fight, she won by TKO, which she hasn't done. I don't know if she's done it ever in her pro career. In this fight against Angela Hill, look, we know what Hill can do. She can strike. She's got good cardio. Her ground game or her, her wrestling game has gotten better. But Tisha is going to be the faster fighter. She, in my opinion, has fought the better level of competition over a period of time. And finally, Torres' mental state is where it needs to be. She's putting it all together. She's had a great training camp. I really think these odds should be a little bit further apart. People might take a shot at Angela Hill because people just love throwing money on dogs. I think this is a bad uh, matchup for Angela Hill. Torres can use the clinch. She can use the ground game. She has more tools to win, and I just see the best Tisha Torres I've ever seen. And this is someone who I thought from day one could fight for a title one day. That's a Torres I'm believing we're going to see Saturday, and I like her here. Another great point by you, because last week was one of those rare nights where a lot of the underdogs did win, uh, and people fall in love with that. And they go, what happened? Every yeah. week is a different week. You can't have that recency bias and say that's going to happen uh, multiple weeks in a row. Okay, let's move on to a fight I'm really, really looking forward to. Michael Chiesa. He believes he's one of the very best in the world. This is a straight, even fight according to the books. Minus 115. Vicente Luca on the other side. Minus 115. This is a welterweight fight. What do you like? Now, earlier in the week, Caesar Sportsbook did have Michael Chiesa at a plus 115 underdog. All right. That was as of Monday. Look where he's at right now. The reason for that is this is a style fight for him. All right. We know Vincente Luque has got great stand-up. He's been in a lot of wars. He's had people that are going to engage in the stand-up, not Michael Chiesa. I like Chiesa for the, mainly because he knows who he is as a fighter. He's a pressure fighter. He's not going to stand there and try to box you or knock you out because that's just not who he is. He is going to close the distance very quickly. Use, he's a, I can't believe he ever made 155 because he's very big for 170 as well. He's going to get Luque against the cage. He's going to bring him to the ground. and He's just going to swarm him. And in my opinion, even though Luque is a black belt in jiu-jitsu, he never really uses it. He just uses it to keep it standing. Chiesa is going to give him no time. He's going to close that distance. He's going to be a human blanket and for that reason i loved kiesa as an underdog i still like him here at minus 115 if you don't jump on it now coach i'm calling it right now he will be minus 25 by the time they enter the cage give me kiesa you know if there's one thing that i've learned from you over the last several months as we've been working together 
is that fight IQ is extremely, extremely important at Huge. this level. And if you watch Michael Chiesa when he's in the studio and he's not fighting, he's so intelligent. And the way he looks at the fight game is really, really fascinating. And so the way he takes that into the octagon, I also find fascinating as well. Absolutely. All right, let's move on now to Bantamweights. Pedro Munoz, minus 105, against former champion Jose Aldo, minus 115, who still continues to fight even though his best days might be behind him. What do you like in this fight? I still can't believe that these two are the same age. Uh, Jose Aldo is 35 going on 90 in MMA years, right? He is like the Benjamin Button of MMA. It's pretty wild. Look, Jose Aldo is a legend in the sport. There's no question about it. And he dropping this weight, people were not expecting him to have success. He, you know, the Marlon Marais fight, and then even against Cheeto Vera. However, if you go back and watch the fight, I've watched this fight several times already doing tape study. Vera wasn't really throwing. He was very hesitant and he was allowing Jose Aldo to hit to the body, use those leg kicks. Pedro Munoz is not going to let that happen. This is a guy that is literally a pit bull in the cage. He's going to come forward. He's going to give Aldo no space here. I believe he's the hungrier fighter. And when Aldo's back is against the wall, that's when he's not able to use those devastating leg kicks. That's when he's not able to hit to the body. Expect Pedro to apply pressure very quick, very often. And look, between the two, he's also going to be the better one on the ground. So if he is able to put Aldo on his back, which is not easy, he can steal the first round and a half, which I think he may want to do. He stays away from those calf kicks. I like Pedro Munoz here. Also, another guy that was plus money earlier in the week. So give me Pedro, and he'll get it done. It's another reason why I keep saying we need a Monday MMA show because stuff changes throughout the week. Yeah, I'm just Absolutely. saying. Don't know if the bosses are listening. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right. We have reached that time of the show. We always make my guy pick something in the main event. But guess what? He's already done that. He already told you that he believes Cyril Gunn will win this main event against Derek Lewis as part of his Parker's parlay. However, you also believe there is another really strong value play on this fight. What is it? Look, if you're if you're able to use Caesar Sportsbook, which is where we get our odds from, okay, they have every single round you can play. Now, over one and a half, I love, but it's at minus 220, Coach, and we talk about this. That's a little too high for a risk. So if you actually want to throw that into a parlay, I don't mind that. Personally, I like minus two and a half, over two and a half rounds and minus 125, I believe, where we're at. Reason being is this. Derek Lewis, every time he has won by TK or KO, Coach, you know what round that's been in? Literally uh... the end of... Take a guess. Uh, two, three. End of round two or round three. The last time that he won by round one knockout was before his fight with Mark Hunt back in 2017. All right. Cyril Gaon is going to stay as far away from this man as humanly possible. He is going to use that jab. He's going to use that speed like we talked about before. And if he does want to bring this fight to the ground, okay, He's got to do it early on where Derek Lewis is not sweaty and Lewis gets sweaty pretty quickly. So I would recommend him the first minute. Otherwise, look, against Alexei Olnick and against other fighters, Lewis has been able to get up. Even in the fight against um, Blagonoy, he was able to, I might have butchered that name right there, but he was, uh, Ivanov, sorry. He was able to get up against a Sambo and jiu-jitsu fighter. So, I mean, Lewis is a tough guy. He keeps evolving with his jiu-jitsu, but... Look, this fight's going over two and a half rounds. This fight might even go gone by decision because I think he's just going to be so careful and Lewis is going to have to just try and land that power shot. And Lewis is a patient guy. He's not going to rush it. So over two and a half, like I said, I am basing this on the fact that Lewis's shot to win is by power. He has not done it in earlier than two and a half since 2017. And gone 
Look at his last couple of fights. He is a very smart fighter. He just wants to win. He's got to stay away from Lewis's right hand. Listen to the information. And this is where I, I step in and give you a public service announcement because he just gave you all of the information and you play off the process. You play off the numbers. You play off the trends. Now, Derek <laughs> Lewis could come out Saturday night and knock him out in the first round. That's possible. It's possible. We the trends. It's possible. So don't come at us on Twitter. You said we're always on the right side. It doesn't mean that the bet's going to cash. And that's an educational point that many people will not tell you directly. 45% of the time you will lose. <laughs> it's true. You look, will lose. You will so lose. Look, and, and I'll even reference the Curtis Blades fight real quick. You have a guy that his wrestling was is, is outside of Cain Velasquez, who's no longer in the UFC. Best wrestler to touch the UFC in a long time. And look, Derek Lewis kept throwing the uppercut. And as a fan, you're sitting there saying, hey, watch out, right? But right. sometimes guys' egos get the best. I'm saying, oh, it's not going to hit me, not going to hit me. Up until that one punch, he was clear, you know? But guess what? The one punch landed. Blades went to sleep in, again, middle of round two. So over two and a half, we would have hit that one anyway, okay? <laughs> so that's why, but that's why I'm also providing this prop. Because if Lewis is going to win, it, it has to be by TKO. And if you guys are even feeling froggish with that, I think you're getting plus 400 odds. So if you want to sprinkle a little something there in case that does happen, have at it. I don't blame you. All right. Very good. A lot of information. And as always, follow my guy on social media, Ian Parker MMA, because he's always throwing nuggets out uh, throughout the day. We're always watching live as well. So we engage you at social media as well. All right. We are up against it. Grab your paper, grab your pencil. Here is the recap. And it looks glorious. Parker's parlay. We're going to go with John. Busy F. Ghana plus 161 for that three-way parlay. Then in straight picks, Casey Kenny. Tisha Torres, Michael Chiesa, Pedro Munoz. And then in the main event, we're going to go over two and a half rounds, minus 125. Uh, if your sports book has that, which Caesars Sportsbook does. I'm fired up for UFC 265. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these tickets straight to the pay window. For the leader of the Tuck Army, Ian Parker. For our incredible executive producer, the jeweler. I am the coach. Remember, this is your daily and weekly sports betting show of record. We like to call it the early edge. Good luck. Good luck.